0: Is this the first Is this the first time we've worked together, just you and me?
1: Did Bones call in?
0: I don't know where he is. But it's just us. This is weird. It kind of it feels fucking cool, man. It's kinda of like uh
1: kinda of like he's always like breathing down our necks, like trying to like, push off all the work onto us. Like, maybe we yeah, should, man. like, get together and rage against him, right?
0: We should rage against something. I'm tired of cleaning out cum-filled suggestion boxes, dude.
1: Oh, I'm just talking about Bones. Like, he's like the boss, but he's not Jerry. He's not Jerry.
0: He always says that he he's like, I know Jerry. I've been here the longest.
1: Like, this is what Jerry said. And we're like, yeah. You got like a text chain going with him or yeah, something? Yeah, he's,
0: he's he's always coming up to me, tapping on his bracelet, being like, WWJD. Yeah. It's, it's Jerry.
1: Who gave him that?
0: He says it's Jerry.
1: I think he just brought, bought one from the store and changed it. That's what I think.
0: Yeah, I think he just changed the meaning. Like, got it from some Jesus freak and. <laughs>
1: And he's like, hey, you need to order pizza for lunch. And he never pays. No, he never has any
0: money, dude. <laughs> he's always, but he's always here. He's no, always working. He's always working, yeah, he's always working but he
2: looks like I caught you two fellas having a spicy there a little chit chat. A spicy? A little spicy chit chat.
0: Like a Kevin spicy
2: chit chat. Kevin spicy, yeah, from mm-hmm. Hot Ones. Yeah. Put you fellas around a fire. You look familiar. That's when the real discussions happen. Sure. Sorry about your floor there. I hope my spurs didn't fuck it up more than it already wait, wait. seemed to be.
1: We didn't hear you come in. I don't know how.
2: You literally have a, what I'd call a ditch dead center in your floor here.
1: Uh, Here's another. I don't like to talk about that.
0: Did your spurs get stuck in it? Is that? It sounds like you're apologizing, but it's like a little bit more of like a a complaint than an apology.
2: Like, I was getting a little ahead of the apology.
0: It's it's kind of like oh I hope my my spurs didn't fuck up your dirt floor with a ditch in it.
2: It's it's kind of like telling a little lady I'm sorry my big dangle might have hurt you. You know.
1: And you look, Have you been yeah. in here before?
2: me it's my first time they're a good timer
1: i don't know you look i've seen you somewhere
2: nope heard <laughs> about you fellas and a weekly trader
1: oh, shit. somebody
2: told me you had a nice saloon back here oh it's not, uh,
0: little not, well, watering a little
2: water a hole fellow like myself might be able to wet my whistle
0: I don't know if it's exactly what you That's, what you're well, looking for.
1: What Yeah, well you
2: mean to tell me that there ain't no saloon behind those double doors.
1: I uh I mean you can go check if you if he really likes her.
0: There's a whole uh cowboy
2: section back there. So
1: yeah, but I I'm, I'm sure it's not the kind of uh all right uh Bareback riding, you'd you'd think it. Would you is.
2: rather me take off my boots so I don't fuck up this fucked up floor anymore? There, Miho.
1: I mean, you gonna leave it? It doesn't matter, dude. No shoes, no shirt, no service. Sorry, bro.
2: Come on, man, show a little pride in what you're doing, there, buddy.
1: I mean, we gotta follow the rules, sir. Right. I mean.
0: I mean, really, you might lose a spur in the ditch. Like we're not losing spurs; you're losing a spur.
2: Well, so. I'm off to go get me one of them shashpirillas. See you, brothers, on the other side.
1: Oh shit! He has no idea. I'll try to that guy, dude. He's gonna
0: come out with like ten movies. I guarantee it.
1: I think he's gonna come out with two wide eyes.
0: That guy looks like he hasn't seen a, a nipple in a, decade.
1: I, he don't even look at his own nipples. When he takes a shower like once a month.
0: Uh-huh. Probably a bit of a like a goodbye horses kind of thing. Well, what in
2: the here? good goddamn is that back there, fellas?
1: Told you. What did it look that like? That ain't like no dude,
2: saloon I ever knew.
1: We were dro- yeah. dropping all kinds of hints, dude. Man, what does this
2: place know about a bar, huh?
0: <sighs> well... What do you know about a bar? It sounds like you just show up and drink sarsaparillos.
1: Yeah, I never even heard
0: of that. It's a it's like a non alcoholic beverage. It's like a root beer.
1: Oh, that's that's terrible. Yeah.
2: Well, I'll tell you what's terrible there, Dalton, is that damn back room you got.
1: I mean, you're a cowboy, why wouldn't you drink like whiskey? They're drinking non-alcoholic stuff.
2: Can't be thinning your blood any more than it needs to be on the range, brother. How is <laughs> you That's keeping true. warm?
1: This guy is from another
2: This is dimension. all besides the point. You got smut back there. What you peddling?
0: It's totally We're, illegal. We are peddling smut. You can rent
1: it.
2: <laughs> We're smut peddlers. Who who's coming in here and renting this? <laughs>
1: It's our biggest. Uh, it's our biggest cash cow.
0: It's keeping the store alive.
1: Honestly.
2: Well, Brings how does one go about renting, said smut? Go
1: pick one, oh, yeah. bring it to us. We'll check it out. You got well, to. Well, I'm trying to
2: understand there. the process. You understand? Got to fill what out an drive account. drive a man to subject himself to that smut. <laughs>
1: Yeah, maybe somebody who's you don't, recently divorced. You don't uh,
2: provide any other sources of entertainment.
1: Oh yeah, we got all kinds. Well, of We movies got over we got here. regular Look.
2: movies. I mean, Robot right. Jocks. Robot what?
1: Robot Jocks. No, that, oh. <laughs> there's one in that. Yeah, there's two versions.
0: All right. I mean, you seem like you're wanting something a little more traditionally, a little manly. You
1: know, yeah. I mean, much, we got that one offset. Right. Got that one offset from the the one back in the other room. Stiff hanger.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we we could just give him the regular version though. Yeah, I, mean, I think you've
2: probably regular wood.
1: Out. I think that's down his line. Straight arrow. Uh,
0: I think we're gonna give you this one. It's cliffhanger from 1993, directed by Rennie Harlan.
2: But you'll also give me that stiff hanger though too, right?
1: No judgments here, sir.
0: Welcome back everybody to the Five Day Rentals Podcast. We are a video store podcast where each week we take turns picking a flick that we think meets a fun, non-genre specific category. This round's category is the big three, but not the three you want. This is movies featuring Sly Stallone, Schwarzenegger, and Bruce Willis, but none of their franchise films. This week's selection is Cliffhanger from 1993, directed by Rennie Harlan, starring Sylvester Stallone. I'm your host, I'm Cron Howard, joined as always by Bones and Laundry Dan. Hello. Howdy, y'all. Hey. Hey. Mm -hmm. Hey. Uh, Would you guys say, just in general, that you're a, a bigger fan of... Stallone, Schwarzenegger, or Willis?
1: I think we'll decide that in the end.
3: We're only judging three movies, though, right? But maybe it changes. Ugh. all right. <laughs> no, no, I'm I'm agreeing with you, Kron. I'm saying maybe we say it now, and then at the end,
0: yeah, we could circle maybe back. It changes.
3: Yeah, I'm absolutely a Schwarzenegger guy. Uh, Die Hard just edges out Terminator 2 for me. So, you know, Willis would technically have like my highest rated, you know, or most favorite movie, but Arnie all the way, baby.
0: Hmm. I think that, I think single movie, I would take T2, but I think overall, I would take Stallone. Mm-hmm. It seems like he's having the most fun out there to me. Stallone? Yeah, like he's... I think he's willing to take the most shots at himself in a way. Or do movies that are like goofier. I don't know. I don't
3: think you get Stallone to do Junior. (laughs)
0: Yeah, but you do get him to do demolition, man. I guess they still have to be in like the action realm. <laughs> yeah, he'll play around within action, but he won't really branch out of it.
1: I was gonna. I think I'm going Willis. Just yeah, because he can branch out and do the kid or. The story of us, or whatever. For his he
3: can, jobs. but he <laughs> should. Should he? I mean, yeah. I, I'm know. not even arguing that. I'm just arguing like effort. Like Willis just uh, what? What ten years ago just said? Fuck it. I'm.
0: Um, I'm working for one day only. Yeah, <laughs>
1: on each film.
3: These like Eastern European productions that are probably all like money laundering schemes.
1: I'm saying yes to everything. Yep,
3: yep. I'm gonna sit in this chair and I'm just gonna repeat what you tell me to say.
1: Put my name on the poster.
3: at uh, At the time of this record, there's a really interesting red letter media video that they just put out where they they went through like ten of the last Bruce Willis direct to video movies and they even point out like he's got an earpiece in somebody's <laughs> just feeding his lines so
0: i feel like uh like bruce willis has done it out of choice whereas um nicholas cage has done it out of the need to pay off his taxes <laughs>
4: mm-hmm.
3: but it, is it my understanding that he is he's clear of that now I don't know. Like he said, like I've I'm I'm caught up, so now I can kind of do. I can actually be a little bit more choosy with shit.
1: I mean, I mean how he's, how long would he's it he still to in get caught up?
0: Taxes is expensive, dude. Yeah, he was having a shop at Target for a while.
1: That's rich people shit.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, even if he's done with it, wasn't he in? I don't know, like seven movies last year. He's got a
1: movie now where he's playing Nicolas Cage.
3: Right, but even in those shitty movies, he's still trying. Like Willis is just like, fuck it. Like, I mean, he. You're paying me a million dollars for my face on your poster.
1: He was like, pig. Yeah, I'll start that. And then it was actually like good. And they're like, he's like, all right, sweet. Yeah, oh, but I don't. I
3: don't think that was it. I think Pig he read and was like, "Oh, this is great. This is genius. This is this will sort of cancel out the last four that I did for
0: Hulu." <laughs> I don't know. I think he. I think he falls into a good movie every now and again. I don't know if on the front end he's like, "This is, this is better than the one where I was uh, fighting evil robot puppets or whatever." Right. And he, it doesn't say a single word in the entire
1: yeah. movie. You didn't add Cage to this, so why are you talking about Nicholas Cage? Well, we
0: kind we kind of got here from talking about Bruce Willis's selection in in films lately. And I think. think good. I think the Cage thing is more respectable because he had to pay off a serious debt, whereas Willis is just like, I really don't. I'm phoning it in for the rest of my life. I
1: want to buy a yacht. Uh, what's the difference? I like money. Are you going to expose everybody's order or is that what do you mean? A, Is that a surprise to the listener here?
0: Oh no, I think that's fine. So like I said, I'm doing cliffhanger with sliced alone. Uh, Bones will be next after me With Schwarzenegger And Dan will be third Picking a Bruce Willis film Hell yeah Hopefully they both make the right choice
1: I'll choose whatever the Damn hell I want Die Hard 2 Also directed by Rennie Harlan. I mean, Renny it'd Harlan. be
3: a Rennie Harlan sandwich, yeah.
1: I mean, I th-
0: I think with Cliffhanger, this is far and away the best Rennie Harlan movie.
1: <laughs> we can't judge that. We haven't seen him on.
0: I, I would take Cliffhanger
3: over Die Hard 2. I was pretty vocal about that when Danny was here. Long Kiss Goodnight is pretty fucking good, man.
1: It's been a while since I've seen that, but I figured that yeah, would it's... come up on this show eventually.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's been a while since I've seen that one. His Nightmare is not <laughs> my favorite nightmare. Yeah. Uh, uh
3: about Stallone, I I feel like Stallone is the most uh I want to say cautious of his image, but I think he, he could starting out like with Rocky being so high. I think he still thinks of himself as like this, this thinker and philosopher, you know? I, so he might try to poke fun at himself every once in a while and be like, ha see, I am kind of funny, but I think there's a limit to that. Whereas Schwarzenegger, I think is in on the joke and is aware of, like, oh, I know I sound funny, and I know I'm a fucking freak. And...
0: Well, maybe that's a good point. Uh, maybe being in on the joke is not necessary <laughs> in my equation. Like, okay. I mean, I think Stallone tries to have fun with himself, but I guess it's also, like, the stuff that he's done that is the weirdest to me is, like, this... I mean, this isn't particularly weird, but, like, Demolition Man and Cobra are, are, like, two pretty big swings. Yeah.
3: And Demolition Man is him kind of saying, well, Arnie had luck with doing science fiction. hmm Because he could exist, like, it made more sense for him to be, like, those. his best, like, Arnie's best movies are when there's a sci-fi element to it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I fucking love Demolition Man. Bones, if fucking works for me.
1: If you got Stallone, what would you have picked? Or should we not do that? Uh,
3: I'm I'm fine saying what I would have picked. We would, yeah, would you I'd say pick. would you say yours?
1: I'm trying to look him up right now. Okay,
3: I would have done my top three. Stallone's
1: Ooh, you're do top uh, okay, three. I'll
3: admit it. Uh, Cliffhanger is in the top three. I won't give you the specific order, but Demolition Man and Daylight.
1: I was gonna say so, I, I think you would I would have picked Daylight for you.
0: Yeah. We we got two out of the three that are the same though. <laughs> have you seen Daylight? If I have it's been a really long okay. time.
3: I really would like to do it for the show. I think it's it, it's on I think it's in the same level of Demolition Man, Cliffhanger. Cause he also like Cliffhanger, he's not uh, like he's putting in the effort, but I don't feel like he's trying to be anything bigger than what's necessary. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of the great things about Cliffhanger is like he's got those weird little stallone moments, but he's sort of toned down. He's, like, right in the pocket. And daylight, he's that way as well. It's a very similar sort of story. You know, he's, like, he's the hero of it, but there's a lot of other shit going on around him. hmm So let's remember this question for the next few episodes, because I'd be interested
0: to... Dan, do you have one?
1: I think... I would have to. I would have to go over the top, I think. And then if it wasn't that, coming in a a, a close second would would it probably be the specialist. But there are a few that I haven't seen, like Nighthawks. I think I've always wanted to watch that, but Nighthawks
3: is fucking good, man.
1: And dread, I mean we just, I, I don't, we
3: don't need dread. another Rutger Hauer that soon.
1: <laughs> so I think I would have went that route. Probably I yeah. probably would have did over at the top just because it's I don't know, that was one of the movies I always watched like on USA as a kid.
0: Well, guys, should we get into cliffhanger? Yeah. We I we might need to do
3: some jumping jacks first. There's a <laughs> It's a real lull in the air for this for the first ten minutes of this show, <laughs> so let's get some blood pumping.
0: I'm a uh, forty eight hours off nicotine, so I feel like I'm <laughs> I feel like my fucking skin's crawling off of me. So, right.
1: <laughs> so you needed this?
3: Maybe we, yeah. Maybe you just wean on the nights we record.
0: I don't know. I feel like I'm off. I feel like I've been off for the last <laughs> week of my life anyway. Okay. So, Just roll up a piece of paper Just and stick put it, it in your mouth. It's yeah. <laughs> not the same.
1: <laughs> Just smoke a cigarette. It's not dip. It's not a snooze.
0: All right, here we go. This is Cliffhanger from 1993, directed by Rennie Harlan. Uh, We open on a shot of the Rescue 3 helicopter flying through the mountains. We see a lone rock climber. He's free climbing a summit.
1: Free solo, baby.
0: Yeah, he's totally free soloing this mountain.
1: You think this is the inspiration for that kid from Free Solo? Mm
0: Mm-hmm. I think whatever he's done with his career, we should reduce it to him being inspired by Cliffhanger. Mm-hmm.
1: That would be the first question I asked him. I'm like, yeah, but you saw Cliffhanger, though, right? Like, that's mm-hmm. why you're doing this. You're good, but you saw Cliffhanger.
0: Yeah. What you do is impressive, but it's not really like you came up with it yeah. all on your own.
1: I mean, if you hold your hands up to Stallone's hands. I mean, his are probably bigger, bro.
3: I don't know. That dude's got, he's like six foot ten. Have you seen his fingers?
1: I did play with like a, uh, I was going to be him, but I was like, what what would I do? I was like, that guy's like a nice dude.
3: (laughs) Yeah. He's more like the two uh, base jumpers in this movie.
0: Uh, The Rescue 3 comes up on a flare, which is marking a couple in distress. In the helicopter, we meet the pilot, which is Jesse. And there's also an old guy who's named Frank in the back. Jesse calls over to Gabe on the radio, uh, and we see that that's the guy who's free climbing on the rock. Uh Jesse says that the face isn't familiar, but the butt is. Gabe says, Don't talk like that, you're gonna embarrass Frank. Just Frank says fly, it'll take a heap more than that, rock jock.
1: Fly the cho- the helicopter lady, you horn dog. Focus. I mean, me.
3: I mean
0: she's flown far- a
3: thousand helicopter missions.
0: Yeah. These are people who, like, live on the edge, Dan. They, like, mm-hmm. you got to spice it up. I mean, if you're already free-climbing rocks, that ain't doing it for you anymore. Mm-hmm.
1: She's a whore.
3: Plus, okay. that mountain air is real dry, so any moisture
0: she can get going. <laughs> it's kind of like, you know, you, you add a sexual component to your helicopter piloting, and then... Mhm. You're unlocking all kinds of new new potential.
1: Well, they did here. They it was a woman flying a helicopter.
3: That's already pretty hot. Mhm.
1: I mean, it's it's a movie. It's a Hollywood movie. So, yeah.
3: This I think that opening shot is one of the more uh epic openers we've had. I mean, that Apocalypto mm-hmm. opener is pretty good, but... That helicopter... This scale com- is Coming fucking over great. the mountains? Yeah. Yeah. There's like... Yeah, you, you really miss this stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, you miss that TriStar fucking logo. <laughs> that beautiful steed galloping. Oh, at the- <laughs> man. Don't think I didn't hit that back button a few times just to watch that. First 15 seconds a few times.
1: Did you guys know this was the last well, movie to use that? Tri-star, was it? TriStar changed it after that. Fuck.
0: Also, a pretty nice uh, Carol Co. logo mm-hmm. that you don't see anymore. <laughs> All right, so Gabe reaches uh, the stranded couple. We meet them. They are Hal and Sarah. Gabe what? says, how's the knee? Why is the injured guy having to wave the flare? What an he alpha
3: had, move, right? He, he I got probably it. had the flare. Right, but he couldn't have handed it to her. It's like, hey, why don't you stand up and wave this, babe?
1: What a fucked up date.
0: Oh, yeah. You don't even know, dude. I mean, do you even need the flare though? Like, because this guy, I guess we don't know at this point in the movie, but he works with the same, like, with all of these people, so.
3: Well, he knows that the pilot's going to get horned up checking out Gabe, so he's like, whatever I can do to increase my visibility, because that windshield will be fogged.
0: I guess it's just... Like if you literally work on that mountain, you could probably describe where you are pretty damn good yeah
1: it doesn't seem like this chick would have made it that out, that that far like his date if, yeah, he's
0: a, I'm, if
3: he's really good at his job though like <laughs> getting him getting her up there
1: it just seems like a lot of work for some pussy. I mean I don't know. You
0: they are way way the hell up there. I mean literally
1: carrying a chick up a mountain.
0: Yeah, it seems like you would have to be an advanced climber to get where they are.
1: Like why not just take her up in the helicopter? Like right?
3: Helicopter runs out of fuel. Michael Rooker don't
1: we know, Action USA there. They didn't have enough fuel.
0: Well, he runs out of knees, so.
1: <laughs> he already has it wrapped, He's still
0: got the other one. Oh, yeah. Well, he's,
3: it. it's already, it's already a bum knee, right? All so, right, keep going, Kron. Sorry.
1: <laughs> I'm just saying they sort of took this guy out of commission a long time ago.
0: Uh, Stallone says, so how's the knee? <laughs> Hal says, no big deal. Uh, Gabe says, I remember your, when you twisted it getting out of the hot tub. Sarah says, I thought that was an old war injury. Now, what war was this guy in? <laughs> what, she he, she, what she was says, th- Nom.
3: Oh, okay. She says, I thought that was a, a, an old injury from Nam.
0: He just, he doesn't, I don't know. Yeah. Michael Rooker looks... He's looked old since he was twenty, so yeah <laughs> it's hard to like get a to gauge what what he's supposed to be playing in this movie.
3: Another thing to inform you that how dumb this woman is
1: I was going to say golf war, but that was probably at this time ninety three:
0: yeah, it, we had he, just he, come out of the golf, yeah. Well, we go back to it. He was probably about to get sent over there, and then he fucked his knee up getting out of a hot tub, and they had to send him to the back of the line.
1: They'll be like, nope. We've seen you climb up to the top of that. (laughs) Like You're going, bro. (laughs) All
0: right. Gabe fashions together a transport line, um, which is basically meant to rescue these two from the situation they're in uh basically the way this works is gabe is like hammered in a a line from the helicopter into the side of the mountain the helicopter can't land there though because it's not big enough so they have to fly over to another spot they land there and then they've kind of got a like a winch that's gonna you know Well, I guess they're not really pulling the line, but they've at least made a line from point A to point B that can get these people to the helicopter. Right. There's some radio
3: traffic that tells them, hey, it's too windy for you to just winch them right up. Mm. So you need to do a zip line, basically.
0: Yeah.
1: Seems like just Uh, an inconvenient way. I don't know. They, I mean, they were already at the top. Like, where's the wind going to take them if they do it the Trying
3: way? to do I, – I mean, again, we're just doing work for the movie to try to explain. I mean, <laughs> it goes all the way back
0: to how did this woman make it all the way up there. But <laughs> My issue is more the climbing technique to get from point A to point B. Like I would want as many points of contact on that rope as possible.
3: Yeah, and they have—I mean, they have a a backup line for sure. And Rooker goes over; he's like good enough to just stick. You know, he levels out and can just grind with just his arms. They should have told her, like, hey, wrap your feet around it. You know, your legs up, lock your legs. Mm-hmm. You know. That actually could have added another element of suspense to it. You know, like if she busts and then she freaks out and then drops again, you know, if there's like, you're still okay, you got your reverse line, blah, 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 your backup line. But yeah, once she falls, she's absolutely useless. She expends every ounce of her energy begging.
0: All right, we're not quite there yet. So Gabeson's, <laughs> Gabe's, no, it's, well, it's hard to like, <laughs> Talk about the mistakes that are made without yeah. just jumping to it. So, uh, Gabe sends Hal over first, uh, as we were talking about. So they've kind of got him rigged up in a harness. Uh, Gabe even pushes them. You know, they're they're joking around up here. Um, so he's he's kind of, you know, pulling himself over there. He gets there pretty quick. Uh, then they rig up Sarah to go next. Uh, This woman, it seems like the more and more they're talking, uh, the more obvious it is that she has zero experience climbing or doing anything. Yeah. Uh, Sarah prepares to cross this line. She gives Gabe a kiss and makes sure they're still on for dinner that evening.
1: Yeah. What is that?
0: They just got dinner plans, man. I I mean, I I thought it was... Like, Gabe, Jesse, Hal, and Sarah were probably all going to go get dinner later.
1: Yeah, but you don't kiss.
3: People, couples in movies kiss. Like, I don't know what that is. Like, the kiss hello, the kiss
0: goodbye. Where did... Well, they're not even a couple, though. Like, they're just... Yeah,
3: it's like kissing your buddy's friend. Yeah. I don't want either of you ever shaking my wife's hand, let alone... Getting that close, you know? It's like, stay back. Well, I give you guys kisses when I see you.
1: <laughs> well, it's different. Yeah. yeah. We're Italian. You're not
3: crossing the streams.
1: Yeah.
0: This is my Italian blood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, so they got Jesse rigged up. Uh, or they got Sarah rigged up. Jesse says, hey, we've got reports that the wind is picking up. Uh, Sarah kind of starts to freak out. She's looking down, which that's mistake number one. (laughs) Can't Mm -hmm. be looking down at the fucking death below you. Uh, Gabe tells her, don't do that. Like, just look at me. Just put one one hand in front of the other. Um, We see that one of the lines securing Sarah is breaking. She calls out to Gabe. Gabe yells out that clip's not gonna hold. Uh Gabe says he's going after. Her. Hal says the line's not rated for two people. Gabe says there's no time. Uh we see Sarah's climbing stuffed animal fall from her backpack. So she's got a nice little uh I don't know what it is. It's just like a clip on stuffed animal.
1: You could have packed like four more protein bars instead of that. Mhm. She's like this dumbass guy's going to carry me up there anyway.
0: Uh Sarah starts to slip. She's able to reach up and grab onto Gabe. Uh he says, "Sarah, you're not going to die." So, you should know that she's totally going to die at this mm-hmm. point in the movie.
3: <laughs> Although my wife asked me about 25 times during this sequence. She's not going to die, is she? They're not going to kill her, right? She can't die, right? Hey, hey, is she going to die? Like, shut
0: up and watch the movie.
1: Everybody dies.
0: Yep. Uh, Sarah starts to slip. She falls, and we see uh, that Gabe is basically just holding onto her glove. Sarah falls to her death. Fall looks great. Doesn't look like any shitty CGI is being used. It looks like they just dropped a stunt lady. <laughs> yeah,
3: I mean it's kind of bullshit she didn't explode when she hit the bottom, but that's
1: <laughs> I think the only thing that was I thought the the bats was the only thing that was CGI.
3: The bats there's definitely a reflection of the glass that's between the uh, the actors and the bats at one point. I noticed that today when I watched it again.
1: And they actually brought in real bats. But they were too scared to, to play with them. We're, we're moving a way forward.
2: Hey, you can't uh, work with these bats here. It's like a rat with wings, you know? <laughs> right. They're going to give me the A's, you know?
1: They're getting pooped on. <laughs> My Stallone is terrible.
0: I can really uh, just do hay. As soon as I do more than that, it (laughs) starts to fall apart pretty quickly. Uh, We do see a shot of Hal staring over at Gabe. He looks kind of... He's like in disbelief, but also just seething with rage. How do you guys feel about Michael Rooker? He's a weird dude, man. I mean... He, he looks both always middle-aged and always 64.
2: Yeah.
1: This was still a weird time where I think they still hired you for your abilities and not your looks. Because there are some very middle-aged looking actors in this movie.
3: Yeah, Lithgow's whole whole crew is, uh, yeah. the I can't wait to get into them. Uh, but Rooker has always had a odd career to me. Like when he's when he's meant to be creepy and funny, I think he nails it. And then in stuff like this, he is, I, I think he's good in this. But
1: I don't think they give him I enough know he's wanna, here. Yeah, you just need a little bit more because you because he kind of comes back in and you're like, oh, that's right.
3: Can we if if we jump to the end, uh, Diablo? If you're rolling with us, uh, I think he should have died. Right? I think mm. he should have had like a. I died up on this like you know there should have been a.
0: Where do you kill him though? Because I I like that he beats the guy who's. win the whole soccer thing
3: oh yeah yeah but i think there could have been just something of like hey don't do that blah 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 like he saves gabe and gabe's like you know blah 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 why don't do this for me and then he's like you know i died up on that mountain when she died you know i just there's a more interesting arc there i guess or because really at the end it's more like hey man (laughs) glad you're alive anyway let's leave like there wasn't a he either has to die or there has to be more of a forgiveness closer, right?
0: What if at the end, like Gabe kills Hal and he's like you were you were a dead man after the incident
2: anyway? Right. Well now nobody's there's nobody alive that's mad at me, so I can <laughs> yeah. I can continue on.
1: I say cap him as soon as he got to Frank.
0: Yeah, he's kind of—he's he, kind of like I get to start my life over now. That mm-hmm. you were like the last reminder of the mistakes mm-hmm. of the past. <laughs> Jesse, like, we'll re- never talk about this, all right? <laughs> yeah, like really. If I think about it, uh, Lithgow really did me a favor up here on this mountain by <laughs> getting rid of these uh, harbingers of my. <laughs> All right, where are we? <laughs> so we cut over to a you uh, like the treasury office basically in Denver, Colorado. Uh, we see a man, this guy is named Travers, he's signing some papers and locking up some cases. Don't say my name, goddammit. <laughs> Uh, Travers' boss introduces another agent named Matheson. He needs to hitch a ride on Travers' plane. Uh, And we also learn at this point that the plane is transporting a bunch of $1,000 bills. Uh, Travers says this is the most protected shipment, but also the most useless. These bills don't even see circulation. They're just used for international banking exchange.
1: Is this a real... This is not a real thing, is it?
0: Yeah. They make like a $10,000 bill, but they only use them for like bank-to-bank transactions, basically.
1: Who's on it?
0: I don't know. You go look it up. Elon Musk.
1: Look it up. This is your movie. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. You you are really expecting me to have every contingency covered on this film, though.
1: We hold five-day rentals in high regard. Yes, Cron.
0: one thousand dollars. Grover bill. Cleveland.
1: Really? I was gonna say Donald he's Trump. He's on
3: the excuse me is on the one thousand. Yeah, and then the That's... five thousand is James Madison. The ten thousand is Salmon P. Chase. Who? He was a one-time treasury secretary.
1: Grover Cleveland.
3: That was last printed though in like 1945. They discontinued it in 1969. There's a $100,000 bill with Woodrow Wilson on it. That Ooh. racist.
0: Huh? You know whoever is in charge of the of the treasury right now is itching to issue a million dollar bill with their face on it.
1: I'd be like Kanye West (laughs) (laughs) or Beyonce. Yeah. Fuck it. No dude. I mean, if you
0: are in charge of the treasury, that's the only thing you got like that. You might be able to make a bill with your, your own face on it.
1: No, he's got to be like super woke with the pick though, man
0: all of that. I feel guilty enough if
3: I suggest highlighting a clip from one of the episodes where I have more than two sentences, like let alone wanting my face on a bill.
1: Be like Trayvon Martin. Didn't we just cover Bro.
0: that the, the $10,000 bill guy though put his own face on there?
1: The treasury guy?
0: Grover Cleveland? No. What, I thought The we Salmon said the, P. Chase guy? Yeah, Salmon P. Chase.
3: Oh, I took it as they were just honoring a guy. I didn't take it as he uh, put himself on it. Who's going to
0: argue with you? But I just
3: skimmed he, it.
1: He had to because who's going to fuck a dude with the name of Salmon?
0: <laughs> yeah, it's probably he was probably like, well, I am on the $10,000 bill. So. This-
1: Here you go, hooker that I'm paying to fuck me. Sorry, here you go. Can you Hook break this? Up. I'm paying to fuck me. Up. My name is Feb, and I'm uh, in control of the uh, money situation here in the United States.
0: Yeah, here's a, here's a whole sheet of them that we haven't even cut yet. They're real. Will this give me a half and half? Now, I'm looking for a side-by-side with you, me, and my coworker. Just <laughs> that one-legged lady over there. <laughs> yeah.
1: Just a hand, please. I don't know if I floss every night.
0: Uh, Alright, so we've got these $1,000 bills loaded up. Um, <laughs> we cut over and see an old-school land cruiser going up into the mountains. Uh, there's a couple guys also fueling up their Jeep. Uh, these are a couple younger kids. They start freaking out. Hey, it's Gabe. Gabe's back. Uh, they jump in their jeep. They start chasing them down. They tell them that they're going to go up to the tower and do some base jumps. Um, These guys are all about extreme sports.
1: (laughs) You think they're in with crew? Shit, yeah. Mm,
0: I think just on the location, they're probably more MXP guys. Oh, that's true.
1: Yeah, they're BMX in it, bro. They have to be, especially in the summer. I don't
3: know, man. Wherever guys, it's extreme, they're there, buddy. Yeah,
1: they do say we like we like it extreme. Hmm.
3: Not, but not so extreme. They got to be in Tent city.
1: Yeah, that's not. It's not cool to be intense. It's city. not
0: cool to be in Tent city.
1: You can the be extreme.
0: Be. From like the hours of nine to five each day, but avoid tent city, get home, have a shower, have a, have a nice meal, watch some MTV.
1: Mm -hmm. Your mom is cooking. Uh, I feel like if you're doing this, you would be in tent city. You'd just be used to that. You're jumping off cliffs. I mean, come on.
3: Yeah. They
0: brought beans. They weren't making hot cocoa. Those are just so they could have a phone later (laughs) if they needed one. (laughs) I
1: was going to say, are they calling somebody?
0: (laughs) Yeah. They do a little uh, cocoa, a little (laughs) telephone.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, that's a throwback to our uh, rad episode. Mm -hmm. Can
0: of beans. That's like having a Leatherman out there, you know?
1: We still don't know where the beans go. I think they just
3: I think they just emptied them out so they could use the container. Mm-hmm.
0: I think I think that was the gist of it uh, Gabe shows up. he walks up on Jesse who's brushing a horse. She asks where he's been. Um, he says after the funeral, I just had to leave. She says a lot of us wanted to leave, but we stayed. Uh Gabe still questions his decision with Hal. Jesse says he was the only one who stayed calm in that whole thing, which is i don't know if that's true
1: I just don't understand the the relationship of this girl to all these people to me she I thought it was just like a random chick who Jesse yeah, the chick that died, right
0: No that's Sarah. I think Sarah was with Hal, but yeah. she's obviously got something for Gabe. I don't.
1: Th- they weren't dating, right?
0: So Hal
3: took Sarah up the mountain, mm-hmm. and even says like something about the second date. Oh, okay. So like they they had just started dating. They're still relatively fresh, but Jesse and Gabe, they have like a. Together but not like married situation.
1: So how long is it whenever Gabe returns to Horse Girl? What did it say? Eight S- months. Eight months.
3: Six or eight months. Yeah.
1: Hmm.
3: Sorry, I took zero notes. <laughs> this is the first one in a while where I was like, I put my feet up, put the phone away, and just took it in.
1: I just don't She's feel gonna... like she was that important to like have this much trauma. You know what I mean? Well, I get, the I... dude
3: dropped her.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was her like, glove. When, it was not his okay. fault. Okay.
3: Yeah, I agree with you that it's not his fault. I agree with you. But he was literally like on the line when she fell.
1: He's been in this situation before. He should have already hardened himself.
3: See, this is so my point was going to be This is the difference in 30 years is now people would be like, it's important that Gabe gets the mental health treatment that he needs because he is he feels terrible. Whereas in the early 90s, it's literally like you fucking pussy. Like, so what? She fell like you're a badass. Get back up on the fucking mountain. This is the 90s. That's your fucking. You're still on.
0: You're fucking ripped. You're Gabe. Get back up there. Sounds like Dan has some of that uh, 90s mentality still. Oh, I, uh, trust me. I'm when uh, I was born, uh,
1: It's
3: inside out. of me as we speak. It's it's itching to come out.
0: Yeah, but I mean, but if you dropped someone off of a cliff, Dan,
3: that's just would another not just day dip. at
1: work.
0: <laughs> you would not just pick up and Cry get on. back to your regular. Dan would.
3: Dan I, absolutely would. Of anybody we know, that would be like sort of like, well, my fault, fucker. It got, would be Dan.
1: I get off at. At 4 o'clock. At 3 o'clock, I'm not thinking about anything at work. It's like, all right, I leave at 4. And that's it. Like, hey, shh. dropped her. Oh, shit, I get off in 30 minutes, guys. What, are we going to meet for beers later?
3: Dan would have never started up the mountain. He would have been like, fuck that. Hal took her up there. He can get her down.
4: <laughs>
1: I'm like, I'm not going up here to save Hal because he's trying to get some some tail okay that's his ordeal why are we using our government our, our helicopter here fuel for for al's play date? or how sorry
0: those are all uh reasonable things dan
1: <laughs> i'm a I union think, guy you know
0: well i think this podcast has established how anti-union you mm. really are <laughs> i'm so pro union you're like one of the old, uh, what was it? Um,
1: Baseball furies? No,
0: like those politicians that would like uh, pay people to vote and stuff.
1: Like a whip? No, it's not
0: that. There's like a certain term. I can't remember it.
1: Riveting. But that's
0: kind of like that's kind of like what you are. <laughs> Like a uh, just a union buster, like a.
3: I don't
1: know if I should feel insulted or take it as a compliment.
0: <laughs> Not a union buster, more just like a crooked politician. Okay, I don't think Dan's crooked.
3: Dan is just like Dan knows himself and, and can't allow somebody else's death to affect him emotionally. I'm just. It's just, how it's one of the th- reasons that he and I get along is because we we differ so much. Whereas me, if I'm Gabe, I'm just like fuck. I can't live with that, and I would cut my own rope and just go with her. Nope. Can't handle this guilt.
1: <laughs> Maybe you shouldn't have bought gloves from fucking From Vito, from <laughs> from Walgreens. From <laughs>
3: Some hay baling gloves?
1: You know, that's what I that's what I'd be like. I mean, yeah. I did all I could. Look I mean, look at my arms.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but if it's the second date, you're also not gonna be like, oh, let me get the three hundred dollar climbing gloves. Like, I don't even know if I'm gonna be doing this. Did she
3: jerk Hal
0: off on the top of this mountain? Is that why her grip strength's all fucked up? Like
1: <laughs> they are sitting down.
3: Yeah, they put, like he we've got
0: he, twenty minutes. You want to knock me? This yeah, he he was definitely like, if you want me to pop off this flare, you're gonna to have to <laughs> pop me off. Yeah.
1: This would have never. You want to get happened. down?
0: I got to get off.
1: So that never happened. She would have been like, oh, like you, you're serious about my. Oh, I thought we were just hiking.
0: Well, that that's what I was saying earlier though. Like these people are, you know, living on the edge already. So, it's <laughs> kind of like you got to start mixing in some danger into your sex.
1: What are they saying in the song? You can't help yourself from falling.
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: All right, where are we? Uh, really, really early on in the movie. <laughs> yeah, Gabe,
0: Gabe still questions
3: and we're decision. going back to
1: one lady.
0: <laughs> uh, Jesse asks Gabe uh, if he came back to stay. He says, I can't, not here. I came back for you. Come with me. Uh, Jesse says, this is her home. She can't leave for all the wrong reasons. Um, Gabe says, okay, I should at least get the rest of my stuff. And Jesse says, you know, you know where everything's at. I'm going to work. Uh, We cut over to Jesse arriving at work. Just leaves that
3: horse there. Yeah. No stable, no nothing.
1: (laughs) We're anti-horse, who the fuck cares?
0: Okay. It's probably a wild horse you found out there in the first place, so (laughs) if it runs off, it's no big loss, you know? (laughs) Uh, so as Jesse comes into work, Hal says, you're just in time for another masterpiece. Frank's working on a painting. Uh, it's one of those real, uh, modern art kind of things.
1: Dude's high as hell.
0: Hal says, you know, what is this? Frank says, it's a painting of a banana eating a monkey. It's nature in reverse, buddy. That's deep. Mm Mm-hmm. Do you guys think Hal is a communist based on this painting?
3: <laughs> or Frank.
1: Frank. Oh yeah.
0: Yeah, Frank.
3: I think Frank is is uh
1: Should have retired a long time ago. He's
3: yeah, he's well ahead of the cannabis legalization <laughs> in Colorado. I get the sense that the dude is a little chill.
1: My note was Old man is high as hell.
0: (laughs) Yeah. All right. We cut over to our airplane. Uh, Matheson reports that there's another plane that's tailing them. Uh, Travers reports. I don't know what my note is there. Uh, Travers basically tells the pilots that they need to slow down. Matheson puts together that Travers is hijacking this plane. Some of the other guys grab Matheson, but Travers just basically kills everybody. So, shoots Matheson, shoots the other guys that seem to be working with him. Yeah, a little Uh, Bruce McGill cameo there.
3: I don't know if you recognize that actor. I didn't. Okay. He has like the one line like, Yeah, they told us you're getting transferred, blah blah blah. Just a sizable oh. career. Okay. Sorry.
1: Has he been in a five day Reynolds movie?
3: Uh keep talking and I'll look. I'll tr- maybe maybe I won't look
0: though to slow I don't want to slow us down anymore. All right, Travers starts unloading all these money cases, and we see uh, that the other plane is full of some goons that are working with him. Travers opens up the entire back of this plane and starts uh, kind of feeding a line over to the second plane. Guys, uh, did Christopher Nolan watch this for Dark Knight Rises?
3: He had to have watched it. It's right. almost seems stolen.
0: Like there are two planes connected by a wire. There is a guy with a big uh, a coat with like the fur lining on the top. Mm-hmm. It's like the entire aesthetic of the opening of Dark Knight
1: Rises. <laughs> I was
2: born in the dark.
3: I don't have a cup or I would do it. The key is you got to have a big cup. Oh. <laughs> um, so also, uh, Kron, to bring it to Bond, do uh, you remember the opening from License to Kill?
0: No. Okay. <laughs> I don't I don't remember the opening of it.
3: All right. Uh, the opening of License to Kill. Um I don't know if I watched that one. Has uh, Robert Dobby, who were we were talking about before the fucking show from Maniac Cop two, is yep. a bad guy in that. He's getting away on a little uh like puddle jumper sort of airplane. Uh, Felix Leiter and Bond are in a big-ass Coast Guard helicopter. Catches up to them. Uh, Bond goes down with a winch and wraps it around the plane and pff, flips the fucking plane up and basically mm-hmm. catches them that way. So, Which was a few years before this movie, so...
0: So this has been going on for years. (laughs) So I guess Cliffhanger really just allowed Nolan to say, like, oh, it's a trope. Like, everybody does the fucking two planes thing. Yeah. There's Bond, Cliffhanger. I can name a thousand more, but I won't bore you guys.
1: This uh, film was shot mostly in Europe for the mountains. But they did not allow this to be done in europe so it had to be shot in the united states
3: it so still looks great i mean them, it,
1: when he goes to the other plane that was what they didn't want it was too extreme for europe
3: i'm well, pretty that, sure he wasn't sliding across it i think the <laughs> rope was moving i think the rope was winched
0: yeah that that part of it looks the most fake anyway when he's kind of like hanging onto that wire and he's like flailing around
3: It all, I mean, it all looks cool because it's not fucking CG. Like, it's <laughs> actually planes in the air and shit moving back and forth. And the radio traffic is professional as hell. Like, they are robbing this plane and still using, like, proper radio traffic. It's crazy. Tango Tango. Lima 5.
1: So what I said. A lot of number information yeah. going on here.
3: I would just be like, dude, slow down. Veer left a little bit, will you? Not like, tango, tango, this is Lima 5, I need you to adjust wind speed. Right.
0: Fuck, dude. Get to the point. These guys are pros. Uh, so like I was saying, Travers, uh, he's, he's kind of got this line sent over to the second airplane. Um, we hear a voice ask, why didn't you send the money first? Travers says, uh, I didn't think you'd wait for me if I sent the money first, which is a good point. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've kind of seen Travers shoot all the people he was working with, so why would these people give a shit about him? No, no, I shoot the bus driver. (laughs) Uh, This leaves the pilot that Travers was working with to send all the money over. No sooner does he kind of get it all hooked up that Matheson... Pops up for one last, you know, heroic moment. Because he shoots.
3: stepped on the dude's hand.
0: Yeah. Totally smashed his wristwatch. <laughs> yeah. It was the final straw, dude. He was going to die, just bleed out, but mm-hmm. after that, and injury. On. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Matheson, he shoots the living shit out of this pilot. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And then he just starts raining gunfire down on the other airplane. Fuck
1: like, yeah. Plane shootout. Uh, I think that's first in five-day Reynolds history. Way to go, Kron.
0: Not if you count uh, robot jocks.
1: Those weren't airplanes.
0: Doesn't one of them fly? One of them, like, goes into space and then comes back down.
1: I don't know. The only thing I remember from robot jocks is that giant, like hot dog they had for dinner <laughs>
0: <laughs> that they like saved up their money to buy <laughs> it was
3: random. like a special dinner too right he had, yeah he put it's like his uh brother right yeah his like sister-in-law made his it. i think they had like yeah. a
1: banner up and shit yeah well they because they, they had like had a... six kids because yeah, the more
3: a... kids you get the more <laughs> allowance you get or some shit
1: I I randomly thought of that when Bones texted. (laughs) I put it above robot Jacks or whatever. It's like, how fucking random is that? Is
0: that the greatest uh, (laughs) hot dog movie we've
1: watched? It's a big dog. I got that.
0: That's the most celebratory
3: dog. Like, that dog (laughs) has the most reverence.
1: Like, you're surprised when you see that dog. Like, oh, shit. Yeah.
3: I mean, nothing but trouble, I think. It runs the gamut because half of them are disgusted by the hot dogs, and the other half are Turned having down. a blast. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, Travers had planted a, a bomb on plane number one, so it blows up. Uh, the money cases they've flown out; they're kind of dangling, you know, outside of plane number two. Uh, these goons—they're trying to pull up these money cases, but the line breaks. Guys, the money is gone. Fuck. Uh, <clears throat> this is your idea of a foolproof plan, you stupid bastard. Stupid bastard. <laughs> I can't do like a. What is that voice like? Houseman, John Houseman, or it's kind of like a, like a mustache twirling bad guy. It's, yeah.
3: It comes and goes with Lithgow in this. Mm-hmm. It's like when he knows he can kind of you piece of shit. <laughs> like <laughs> There's multiple multiple instances where people call each other pieces of shit in this.
0: Travis, you stupid bastard. Uh, so plane number 2 it, with all the goons in it it also crashes. We cut over to our extreme sports guys. They're base jumping off the tower. Uh, We now cut back over to these goons. Travers has a gun in his face. um, And we kind of pan up and see that John Lithgow, who's playing Eric Quaylen, is holding that gun. Uh, He says, you thought of everything, didn't you, except for what's happening now. It's a good point. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Travers explains, hey, guys, we're partners. Uh, Quailin, he's like, hand over the tracking monitor. And Travers explains, we're partners because this thing has 50,000 code combinations. You're going to need me if you want to get that money back. Uh, Chris, I think it's Christelle. Is it? Is her name pronounced Crystal or Christelle? I thought he just said Crystal. Crystal. Uh, The pilot, she's found um, basically a radio signal that she can call out on. She reports that she is in a party of five. They ran into some bad weather. uh, And we see that Hal and his group are the ones that are responding to this call. Jesse rushes out and finds Gabe on his way out. Uh, She asks if he can help Hal rescue the stranded climbers. We cut back over to I the... I have been tray.
3: on the mountain
2: for months. You lose the feel.
0: <laughs> now, that part of it did seem kind of weird, right? Like, I'm pretty sure if you know how to climb a rock, you can... <laughs> no, nah, I can't do it no more. I ain't got it. I think climbing a rock's got to be closer to riding a bike than... <laughs> uh, I don't know what, but I think he's still got it. He just doesn't want to do it. Mm -hmm. He
3: doesn't want to be responsible.
0: Uh, We cut back over to these Treasury guys. Some FBI guys show up. They inform the Treasury guy that Matheson was working surveillance, and they're suspicious that this was a hijacking.
1: This is in the airport, right?
3: Yeah, they're like buzzing on the little treadmill thing, whatever you call that.
1: And they're just giving out all this extremely sensitive FBI information right out in front of the airport. Like everybody's just walking by and shit.
3: Nobody cared. Did you used to be able to do whatever the fuck you wanted in an airport.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, it's only an issue if there's some little shit eavesdropping on them. Mm -hmm. And that person should be minding their own business anyway.
1: That's what you do at an airport. You watch people.
0: Maybe you do, Dan. I keep I was just, my head I keep my head down, my sunglasses on and my headphones in.
3: I was just pissed that they were standing on the treadmill thing. Like you're supposed to keep walking. The whole point is to get
1: faster. Faster.
3: Yeah. Paul Winfield from uh Star Trek Two, Wrath of Khan. Con-
0: Uh, <clears throat> that money was, these guys yep. are, <laughs> I don't know what you want me to say. I'm,
3: I'm just trying to, I'm trying to fill the void with like information and like movie shit.
1: We don't I'm, want to comment on Star Trek because we might have to watch a Star Trek.
0: Oh, we're going to watch a Star Trek. God, we're not going to watch a Star Trek. We can't watch a okay. Star
1: Trek. An old one or like a new one?
0: I don't know. We'll see what the category pulls.
1: J.J. Abrams. Fuck.
0: I don't think we're watching a Star Trek.
1: We're probably going to watch a Star Trek.
0: You're fine. You're fine. Continue. I think we're in uh, Gus Van Zandt's last days of this podcast anyway.
1: (laughs) So we're all going to shoot ourselves in the face after this? (laughs) Yeah.
2: Yeah, that's right. I'm going to walk out to the garage.
0: All right. So uh, these guys are talking things over. They say the money was uncirculated. It's because our popularity
1: is just, we're so popular. Can't handle it.
0: I mean, if
3: one of us shot ourselves, it might boost the show, right? (laughs) Couldn't hurt. (laughs) Okay.
1: Not it.
0: shit i mean all right i'll fucking flip you for (laughs) it
3: who cares hey i know what it's like to try to quit nicotine
1: (laughs) maybe we need to call and check on quran tomorrow
0: sweet release from whatever's going on make sure
3: francis doesn't take him rock climbing this weekend
0: All right. Uh, so these guys are talking it over. The money is uncirculated. It would be worthless if anyone took it. Uh, the FBI guy says, Yeah, basically to everybody except for this guy, Eric Quaylen. <laughs> He's former military intelligence. Uh, theft and disposal of millions in, bear, in bearer bonds. Uh, so. I don't know. They've pretty easily identified the one man capable of using bank dollars. Yeah.
1: And they're right.
0: We cut over to Hal. He's hiking up a mountain. He finds Gabe at the top. So (laughs) Gabe must have got the feel back pretty damn quick. Mm -hmm. Uh, Hal's over it. basically says... Crawl back down this mountain, back into the hole that you've been hiding in. Hal's kind of got a hold of Gabe on the ledge. Gabe tells him to do it, but he can't. I mean, if you think Hal should have died at the end, maybe Hal should have just killed Gabe right here. And we follow Mm. his story for the remainder of the movie.
3: And then he dies immediately after finding the first
0: case. So Mm the movie's kind of a downer. Just a trim 50 minutes. Mm -hmm. Bad guys
1: win. (laughs) Finally.
0: Uh, As soon as Gabe and Hal arrive, oh wait, did I skip something? No, as soon as Gabe and Hal arrive, they get ambushed by some goons. Isn't it so weird that we don't see that? It's like two
3: guys watching them climb up, and they're like, "Yeah, we got two two heroes. We'll greet them at the top." And then they just cut to them being tossed in with Quaylen and everybody else. It's, Mm
0: -hmm. I mean,
3: maybe that sequence just sucked. I don't
1: know. How fucking out of breath and tired! This is the stupidest way to save people. You you wouldn't be any use to these people if once you got to the top of that. You'd be like, dude, I need like a 20-minute break.
3: Yes, but you can also offer some emergency medical treatment if needed, and you can guide them out.
0: Well, I think the whole thing, though, is like, because their whole thing is we can't get a helicopter out right now because it's too windy. So Mm -hmm. if someone really is injured or in like a – I think there's a part where she says, like, somebody needs insulin. I guess if someone is is in shock, you're not getting them off that mountain either way. Right. Without the helicopter.
3: Or at least get them to a tower or somewhere where they know, a, you know, they know the place of the best that would, a helicopter could land potentially or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, Dan, I don't think, I agree, with, I don't think they're, plan is like, well, we're going to carry five people down. They're not going to force Gump the thing, but.
0: Uh, let's Lith- let ask. Where's the helicopter? Oh, uh, sorry. I There's an- another actor we didn't
3: talk about was our action USA dude.
4: Mm. Mm-hmm, mm. hmm
3: I thought that was cool. That's like three movies.
0: Yeah. I've picked, uh, oh, uh, Three out of the last four movies have featured this actor, yeah.
1: Just the same dude in Stone Cold, right?
0: Yep, yeah. Yeah, Bones was the... I, I'm doing all the heavy lifting here. I picked two movies with this guy. Bones didn't even pick one.
1: I got mine in. That's all I'm saying. All right, yeah.
0: well. Is he in a Star Trek? <laughs> so far. Jesus Christ. Uh, Quailen says, where's the helicopter? It can't come out in this weather. Uh, are either of you chopper pilots? No. What are your names? Tucker and Walker. Well, we're missing three bags. What's in them? And then Travers is like, none of your fucking business. <laughs> Travers... <laughs> Travers is like a really weird character cuz he's kind of chill most of the time, but then if uh it's it, like if Quailin gives a command, he yes. jumps all
2: over it. He has a super short fuse. Mm-hmm. Could say my name, goddammit. Uh
0: Quailin pulls up the tracker. It shows the location of the money. Tucker and Walker, say that they can take these goons to it.
1: Which looks like the most inconveniencing thing you could have. <laughs> this fucking tracker.
0: <laughs> it looks like a old school Game Boy, but like 15 of them glued together. What was that, the one that you looked
3: into, Virtual Boy?
1: Uh, yeah. I thought it looked like a, like a speedometer like the cops have.
3: You know you were doing 80. 80? That gets you a ticket, by the way.
0: If you question it?
3: Yeah. If you say it like, oh, shit, and you sound almost impressed with yourself. Update, this guy did not appear to be in a Star Trek, so.
1: <laughs> oh, bummer. What about an episode?
0: Yeah, let's start doing episodes of TV instead. <laughs>
3: I don't think that'll be remotely faster. Because my dumb ass will watch the whole season to try to explain the context, and you guys will roll your eyes.
0: All right. This is Thunder in Paradise, episode four.
3: I'm, dude, I cannot wait for our Thunder in Paradise Patreon.
0: <laughs> People are loving
2: it.
1: I love it.
0: Uh, Quaylen hears Jesse on the radio. She's looking for Hal. Uh Quaylen says, "Hey Hal, you stay." And then he points at Gabe, "You fetch." And then this is where Travers is like,
4: "Fetch! Fetch!" <laughs> He's
0: fucking freaking out, dude. Is he the
3: one who says, uh, "Take his coat for insurance?" <laughs> yeah. Which <laughs> <laughs> uh, is smart.
1: I thought.
0: Oh, yeah. I Well, I don't know. That's pretty shitty.
1: Yeah, but it's a it's shitty a pretty, but smart. It's a pretty bad guy thing to do, right? Yeah. Like, pretty fucking
0: It's like uh it's like if the three of us were together and Dan drew short straw and it was like, Well somebody's gonna have to walk across all this broken glass and I was like, You should give me your shoes just so we know you come
2: back.
1: Bean.
0: Bean uh so they do also take Gabe's coat as insurance which seems pretty shitty but you know why oh you got to get those those guns popping oh, on yeah. screen dude you got to get Stallone doing the cold acting you know mhm yeah i i wrote down that i thought stallone probably insisted on this at some point that mm-hmm. like oh like you can't hide everything below these this big coat and shit so
3: He's already wearing the tightest pants
0: possible.
1: Mm-hmm. But you can't have a lot of friction, you know, when you're climbing. Oh, well, hell no. Uh,
0: Gabe recovers the money, breaks open the case, and he finds a bunch of $1,000 bills. Quailen Below says, I don't really think we need two guides, so why don't we just dispose of this one when he comes back down? Hal yells up, they're going to kill you. Uh, These goons, they start pulling on a rope that they had tied to Gabe's leg, but he's able to cut it with some of his climbing gear. (laughs) Uh, These guys, they all start shooting up at Gabe, but this triggers a massive avalanche. Uh, The money and one goon are lost in the incident.
1: These people would have froze to death in the first 45 minutes. Including Stallone. How I don't
3: think do you know, I'm get man. frostbite
0: when the sun's out, though.
1: Sun's out, guns out.
0: Mm-hmm. He's been living in the mountains his whole life. Yeah. I mean,
1: Stallone? Where
0: the fuck is he from? He's from these mountains. From
2: Aspen. <laughs> yeah. Golden. From the streets of Aspen. Game uh, came up in the alps? Uh,
0: let's see. Quailen makes Hal talk to Jesse. Uh, he says the call was probably fake and they're going to ride out the storm. Uh, don't bring the chopper. The winds are still too strong. Jesse talks Frank into taking her out in the chopper. They can fly where the wind's less severe, and she'll go on foot from there. She's got to bribe him by buying one of his paintings, right? I and mean, this immediately turns him on. What? You know how much uh, the value of paintings go up after the eccentric pilot dies? Yeah. She's going to be real happy she bought that at the end of this movie. This artist was shot to death in cold blood by a British chick.
1: (laughs) (laughs) On a cold-ass mountain.
0: (laughs) Uh, Howl's out. He's kind of leading the goons over to case two. And Stallone, he's just kind of climbing his heart out. (laughs) There's like a good... It's just like a big zoom out where you, you know, by the Mm. end of it, he's just a little dot on the side of a mountain. Uh, Frank drops off Jesse. We see Gabe arrive at a cabin. Jesse has somehow already beat him there. Um, She asks, where's your pack? Where's your sweater? Gabe informs Jesse what's going on. We need to get to the next case before they do.
3: God, that stressed me out. Like He is obviously fucking cold and needs a second, and she just will not let the fuck up. Who? what is it? Where's like? Just like, shut. Give me five fucking minutes.
1: Like, I, I like how she busts the glass open and she's like, here, take this sweater full of broken glass.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, she couldn't shake it out because the thing's so fucking old. It would have just blasted away like someone at the end of Infinity War.
1: Take, take this sweater that looks like the rebel flag from the new Texas Chainsaw Masker movie. Warren.
0: Uh, <clears throat> so they're trying to Gabe wants to go over to the next case uh, Gabe and Jesse Arrive at case two She says what do we do now He says you got a pencil uh, We see Hal And the goons arrive At the case two location But Gabe has put their tracker inside of a snowman. He's left one bill that says want to trade. Quailen says, I'm beginning to dislike this Mr. Walker. The goons take off looking for
3: Gabe. She should put like a
2: carrot down here where his dong would be, you know?
1: Now I have a machine gun.
2: People love my playgirl. They're going to love this snowman dong.
0: I thought maybe uh, that's why he asked for the pencil, was to give it a little pencil-thin wiener. And <laughs> it would have been a funny
2: joke for everybody. The snowman's a white guy, you know what I mean?
1: <laughs> Not the Italian stallion. It's
2: cold out here, though, you know? I was in the pool, you know that?
0: Uh, glacier he's pool. Good. These goons take off looking for Gabe. One throws on a pair of night vision goggles. Uh, He starts kind of shooting at him. Gabe gets a flare from Jesse. He pops up and blinds this guy with it. Uh, They get into a fight and they kind of start to slide down this hill sled style. So Stallone is kind of just like riding this guy down the hill. Uh, This is the guy who we were talking about. The same guy from Action USA. Um, His name is Gregory Scott Cummins. This goon, uh, all the rest of the goons get over to the cabin. They're going to hold up there for the night. Um, Gabe is able to kind of like, this guy who he's sledding down the hill, that guy shoots off, he goes over. Gabe's able to kinda of throw an ice pick into the into the, you know, side of the mountain, save yeah. himself. Uh, let's see. Which is a requirement for any
3: action movie that takes place in the snow on a mountain, right? Oh, there yeah. is a slide yeah. down the hill, have to use the ice pick or something to catch yourself.
1: Check mark.
0: For sure. So, that's the center square. Uh Gabe and Jesse are sleeping under the stars. Gabe keeps a fire going by burning piles of $1,000 bills. Uh, he looks over and says, Cost a fortune to eat this place. <laughs> Bad humor, I know.
1: Who's the fucking Joker? Again, Christopher Nolan. Nolan. Nolan taking note here.
0: Uh, let's take a bird. <laughs> Alright, welcome back everybody Uh, We are discussing Rennie Harlan's cliffhanger When we left off uh, Gabe had just ridden another man Like a sled down a hill And Shoved his ice axe Into the side of a mountain (laughs) Alright, so We cut over to Frank Um, He's trying to reach anybody At this point we see how how who's guiding Quaylen and crew. Uh, they're about a half a day's hike away from the last suitcase. Uh, Travers again, pulls some dumb shit here where like Quaylon says something and then he instantly jumps all over it.
4: Hal mm-hmm.
0: and Quaylen walk up on the extreme sports guys. Uh, Basically, like, Hal is just kind of like, hey, these guys are kids. You know, just let them go. Quailin's like, we're not monsters. Um, But as soon as they start talking to Hal, uh, one guy starts to pull an Uzi out. (laughs) Hal says, run. These guys take off. Um, One guy's able to get, like, his parachute kind of out and on. uh, But the other guy gets instantly shot up.
3: Great squibs.
0: Yeah, yeah. Squibs look good. Slow mo gunshots look good. I like this goon's Uzi because it just looks like completely unbranded or anything. (laughs) I mean, it's pretty cool. And honestly,
3: aside from like the initial like blink that the actor does, like he gets his eyes like right back open and has like a fucking very violent uh, look in his eyes. This Leon guy. Is he the dude from the Like a Prayer video?
1: It's a, that's a good... That would be something good to look up. Okay. I can see okay. that.
0: Here. Here I go. surprised Dan isn't mad at me for not uh, having that information at the ready.
1: Karan, we are a... Um,
0: yeah, I shouldn't. I, I movie don't pile pod- on. But.
1: We're on a music video podcast, so you're all right.
0: All right, so this guy, he gets his parachute on. Uh, He jumps off the cliff. Jesse and Gabe see him. This kid's parachute kind of opens funny. Um, Hal calls Qualen a murderer. And Qualen says, hey, you kill a few people, you're a murderer. You kill a million, you're a conqueror. Hal and crew, they're taking the long way around. Gabe and Jesse take a shortcut through a cave. Uh, Travers says,
2: "We gotta go um, to that crack." <laughs> he says, it's
1: just like, "I thought like not here."
2: He's taking him the long way, but beat him, we gotta go to that crack.
3: And then I thought of a good, uh, a good bad dad joke. What did one twin say to the other? What we gotta go to that crack? That's good. It's a birth canal joke.
0: You just, you write 999 more of those. You got to a, a, a book, dude. <laughs>
3: Amazon 1, 000, be
1: calling us.
3: 1,000 dad jokes about pregnancy.
1: <laughs> <sighs> uh,
0: I thought this next scene was really funny because there's a part where like, Travers looks at Hal and he says, hey, you said there was a way across. And (laughs) Hal is just like pointing at a bridge. And he's like, it's right there, you dumbass. Like, that's a fucking bridge. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know why they included that, but I found it humorous that (laughs) they did. So uh, Gabe and Jesse, they're climbing through this cave. Gabe comments on the good footholds that are available. <laughs> uh, Stallone instantly puts his hand into a bunch of batshit, I think. They look up. They see that they're essentially surrounded by these things. Um, probably terrified of getting COVID, so I get it.
1: Not 93, Kron.
0: Well,
3: it was, yeah, it would have been Covid negative Mm -hmm. seven.
1: I just think of um, Lords of the Boards by the Guano Apes. You guys ever? I'll send it to you.
3: I, I mean, you already think of Ace Ventura when Nature Calls because the beginning of that movie parodies the beginning of this one, Mm -hmm. and then the you know the whole guano. tie in there I don't know if you need the bat thing
1: it seems kind of off to me like yeah, why would they be I don't think they would be in that cold of an environment I don't know Danny Duck <laughs> text us whenever we get to this episode mm-hmm. I guess
3: Podcast historian will answer our yeah bat related
0: questions.
1: He's like our uh, biologist or some shit who studies <laughs> what animals. Is the,
0: is the bat thing how that guy hears them? I guess it's not really right. Like
1: because oh, he could see him come up through the fucking snow.
0: Yeah, that I would have been what. better. Yeah, like or if. Yeah, if they freaked out cuz of the bats and then that's why he was able to hear them. That would have made sense at yeah. least.
1: But yeah, I just don't see bats. But it's a this is a Batman movie, you know. I don't know. See, once again, Christopher Nolan. I think we figured it out, guys. Mhm.
0: I mean, it does have a lot of Nolan overlap.
1: Shit, this uh, is multiple movies.
0: Also, when uh,
3: Hal points out to Travers like they have to cross that bridge, uh, doesn't Travers like give up? He's like, "Fuck that! Calling the helicopter. I'm done. <laughs> Fuck it." Like, yeah, he's been through all this shit, and like, but a little janky rope bridge. He's like, "Nah, I'm done." <laughs>
1: He's seen Sorcerer <laughs> or the Phantom
0: Mm-hmm. or maybe just like Temple of Doom. I'm a big movie guy. I'm a, <laughs> I know how this ends. Mm-hmm.
1: Now, if you guys came across this bridge, are you going across it? Cause I definitely am like, yep.
3: Here's the thing. Do you go first?
0: I'd try to get Bones to go first.
1: You guys would always try to make me go first. I just said I'd try to get Bones to go first. And then you'd yeah. say, Dan, go.
0: I mean,
3: I am both of you, so...
0: You're I just... It father? makes sense. I just figure if if Bones can get across, the bridge will hold us, Dan. Mm-hmm. Or <laughs> does
3: the does the bridge having to support my muscles... Uh, is that what finally breaks it you know I weaken it
0: well I guess in my ideal scenario it's like I would send you across first and then in case that did happen I would send Dan halfway but then make him come back so I could cross and then Dan could cross after me
1: I would send bones first Kron would go next, and then I'd cut it,
0: leaving you on one side and me and Bones on the other. So yeah, sacrifice
1: myself so they don't chase you guys.
3: Wow, you could cut it once you get to our side. It doesn't matter what <laughs> side you cut it from.
1: No, it's better. It's just better this way. Okay.
3: I mean, it's. If you cut it while you're hanging on it and then you slam into the wall,
0: then you climb up the the bridge. That'd be cool. Well,
1: I don't think that's ever been done before.
0: Then you're just doing it to be cool, though. I mean,
1: yeah, you're a fucking
0: off, martyr. Then. I would go first.
3: I think it's better to just break that Band-Aid. Regardless of my size or whatever, I'd just be like, I'm, I'm going first.
1: Are you walking or are you running?
3: I'm still. I'm, right? I'm. I'm walking, but uh, I'm kind of, sort of hoping it starts to go, so I get a cool, like, slow motion
2: <laughs> run.
1: It ain't gonna be slow mo, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna be like, shit! That that went really quick. He's dead. Yeah. shit.
0: Yeah. It's it's like we can all see the ropes unraveling and bones yeah. just starts moving in slow motion, and we're like, no, dude, you like, would go, be go quicker.
3: I would look like I had a giant nutsack because I'd be trying to be as wide with my footsteps as possible. You know, I wouldn't want to be in the middle of the board.
1: So you'd be zigzagging.
3: No, I, I no, 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 no. I'm not putting any weight in the middle of those boards.
0: But yeah, I'd cross it. Wouldn't the middle point of a bridge be... Like, on the sides, you're going to be more wobbly.
1: Stable in the middle?
0: Yeah, the middle should give you the most stability. Because you're evenly spreading your weight across.
3: But in my mind, you have the plank, and then you've got the ropes holding said plank up on the opposite sides. There's not, like, a rope in the middle. If there was
0: a rope in the middle, I would go with that, but... All right. So I think we've decided the most stability would be all three of us going at once, human (laughs) centipede style. In which case, I
3: call dibs on
1: first. So if you guys want to send me first,
0: first, nope.
1: I want to go first now. No, dude. You already said (laughs) who's sewing us together?
0: We're already Obviously, we're together. Obviously, we're going to have to do we're it al- ourselves. Okay. Yeah, we're al- we're already sewn together at this you point. You sew yourself
3: like- to Kron, Kron sews himself to me. And I run across this thing flipping you guys back and forth like a
0: rat tail. <laughs> I mean, that would be most stable would, would be to go as a human. It, it would maximize weight, but it would also, <laughs> you know, it's like you ain't flipping over a... The fucking monster. It gives
3: us a yeah many uh, points of contact instead of each of us having four, the collective group would have now twelve.
1: Don't you dare eat that burrito!
3: And that's without counting our boners. (laughs)
0: That's a good point. Fifteen points of contact. You guys thought
3: I'd talk a lot during this podcast. Imagine with both of your mouths
0: sewn. And it's not like we can get away.
1: It's just going to be... Mm-hmm. Like this podcast.
0: No, it's going to be like, all right, so he, like, here's here's the plot of the sixth movie in the James Bond series. All right, so...
1: I think it's just going to turn into... To- to Batman Becomes Bond. What do you mean? Like, Robert Pattinson is Batman right now. And in four years, he's just... Like, who's the, the MI6? No, that's Impossible. Who's... What is uh, Bond's...
0: Dame Judi Dench?
1: Yeah, where do they work? MI6. No, it's not, is it?
3: Yeah. No, when not. you said MI, I thought you were talking about Mission Impossible, which is Ethan Hunt. That's IMF.
1: So did I. But I Bond
3: works ridiculous. for Her Majesty's Secret Service, which which is MI6.
1: Yeah, he, they're going to recruit Pattinson to just be Bond.
3: Oh, he's going to be like the new Chris Pratt, where he just gets to do everything?
1: Yeah, he's going to be both. That'd be cool. Batman, Bond.
3: All right. Bat Bond. Bat Bond. So they're climbing out of the cave.
0: (laughs) Yeah. uh, Gabe's crawling up through this cave. Uh, He emerges, but one of Quailin's goons is right there. This guy pulls a gun on Gabe, says he'll trade him his life for the $30 million. Gabe says, hey, man, I burned that money. Uh, There's a bit of a standoff. Gabe cuts this guy with an ice axe. Uh, that ice axe is really coming in handy.
1: Mm-hmm. Save his twice. Gabe,
0: Gabe kind of crawls back down into this cave. Uh, the goon follows. <clears throat> they get into a fight. Jesse gets the gun, but no bullets in it. No, no bullets, bullets, bitch.
3: This is the guy from uh, that Madonna music video, by the way. It is? Yeah.
1: Fuck yeah. Good eye.
3: And cool runnings.
1: Mm.
0: Again, Gabe says, hey man, I burned all the money. Wrong answer. Gabe grabs this guy by the dick and overhead presses him right into a stalactite. Shit, yeah.
1: Is that That's the correct one?
0: I don't know. That's the one I wrote down.
1: I did too have stag. Okay, so.
0: Stalactite. Stalagmite. Like might. might. Right? Yeah. St- well, which one's the bottom st- and which one's the.
1: Sylvester Stallone stars in this movie, yeah.
0: I wrote stalactite. I'm going to stick with that.
1: Uh, uh,
0: Quaylen and the Goons, they've rigged up some explosives. Quaylen and his main... No,
1: we're wrong. Uh, <laughs> it rises from the floor of the cave.
0: Hey, we weren't wrong until you fucking looked it up, dude. So...
3: The bummer is that uh, this is
0: overshadowing what is...
3: One maybe of the best the most kills, awesome ever.
0: kills Yeah. Yeah, it's the best kill in this movie. I mean...
1: It might be the best thing in this movie. That's not my opinion, I'm just saying it.
3: Yeah, it might be. I don't I thought the sled fight was pretty fucking cool. I thought riding a guy down a slope and punching him is pretty fucking awesome.
1: Well it ripped up his face pretty good too, so that was pretty cool. Yeah.
3: Anyway, Cron, you should
1: see me <laughs> bake a kick.
0: Uh <clears throat> so Quailin and his goons they've rigged up some explosives. Uh Quailin and Crystal they're getting kind of flirty. They're going to blow uh the cave oh. each other.
1: Well said what movie did you watch? <laughs> Stiffhanger. <laughs> yeah
0: dude, Stiffhanger. It's the same movie up until this point, which is super weird. <laughs>
1: Can we just have a segment where we rename all the movies we do with porno names?
0: Make it a competition for the next... Mm-hmm. For the rewind. Let's not blow all the good game ideas. <laughs> we already named all those birds. That was... <laughs> riveting. All right. Uh, Hal grabs a radio... Um I don't know what my notes are here. To avoid the bomb, uh Gabe and Jesse, they're on a rope swing and like they're kind of just trying to like run across the rock and get out as far as they can. Yeah. Uh so it's like each time they can run a little further cuz the, you know, it's like a pendulum kind of effect.
3: Yeah, they're building momentum.
0: Yeah.
1: On a 50-year-old rope
0: which they've split in half mm. to make longer. So they make it across, uh, but the rope snaps. Jesse, she's about to fall. Uh, Gabe kind of looks like he's got a flashback going of when he drops Sarah. But luckily, Gabe's able to pull Jessie up to safety, and the two duck into a cave to avoid some falling rocks. Uh, Frank shows up at this point in the rescue chopper. Quaylen and his goons are waiting. Frank sees Crystal. She's kind of playing dead in the snow. Uh, she, as soon as Frank walks up, she pulls his gun. Hal runs up trying to help, but Frank gets wasted. This lady just, they just blow Frank away, dude. But I'm here to help you.
1: <laughs> Poor Frank.
3: I'm a painter.
0: Hal runs up to Frank. He's trying to kind of, you know, comfort him in the last few moments of his life. But he also quickly pulls Frank's knife and puts it into his boot. Gabe and Jesse are running across the bridge. Gabe trips a wire and he yells, get back. Now, if they had been traveling human centipede style, they would have seen that wire coming from a mile away. <laughs> It's right at eye level at that point. Uh, Let's see. The two, they run. Bridge blows up. Gabe barely makes it. So he's got a slow-mo jump his way across as the explosion goes off. We cut over to the goons. Uh, Hal has let Travers know. Um, that as soon as you find the case You're going to be as dead as I am <clears throat> Travers pulls a gun on Quailin. Uh Quailin at this point Pulls a gun on Crystal And he basically says Without a pilot None of us are ever going to make it off the mountain He says Do you know what real love is Crystal? Sacrifice And he kills this woman <laughs> Just shoots her dead Uh, then says, now I'm the only one who can fly us out of here. We're partners again. (laughs) On the other end of the mountain, Gabe finds some old ladders and starts his ascent. Gabe gets over to the money first and he starts loading up the cash. Uh, Hal Travers and a goon named Delmar get to case number three at the same time. They're close enough that the signal has locked on, and Delmar or uh, Travers basically says like, "We've got the signal. We don't need this guy anymore." Uh, Delmar goes to kill Hal. Travers tells him, "Keep it quiet." Delmar is some kind of British guy, so this entire fight, he's just going through a bunch of British shit. Like, yes. it's... Soccer. Yeah, it's all soccer Football. related. Great so, sport it is. <laughs> oh, so a striker. he's... Yeah, he's, like, kicking him, and he's like, here's a little chip shot. Uh,
1: Which is kind of golf, but, you know.
0: He runs over... uh He's like, I'm dribbling past you. Here comes a penalty shot. You get the idea of where this. It's like, it's like twenty different
1: went on soccer. way too long.
0: Yeah.
3: This actor just like wrote some shit because he mm-hmm. didn't really have a ton of lines yet. You know.
1: They they were just like, yeah, just go with the, just go with the flow, bro. What do you like?
0: Uh, this all kind of ends up with Hal hanging off the edge of the mountain. Hal, uh, he's, he's cliff hanging. Delight- yeah, he's cl- he's totally cliff hanging. Wow. Uh, Hal's able to grab the knife that he got from Frank and stabs this guy. This guy kind of like leans forward, and Hal so, grabs.
3: Oh, this guy stabs. He stabs this guy like behind the kneecap. It, honestly it seems more painful than the stalagmite <laughs> impalement like I don't know what it is about that type of shit like or even when Stallone slashed that one guy with ice pick on his leg those things always seem the most gnarly you know like a paper cut you know, like fuck like I can imagine how painful that is so this guy really sells it too
0: Yeah, it looks uh, super shitty. Yeah. Uh, But this guy, once he gets stabbed, he kind of leans forward. This gives Hal the ability to grab his shotgun. uh, And he shoots this dude right in the chest. Like, I don't know why the guy doesn't fly backwards. Like, that would make the most sense. But instead, he, like, flies off the side of the mountain. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: gotta have at least like six or seven people falling off a mountain it's cliffhanger
0: yeah you got cliffhanger you're gonna like it's kind of expected but at the same time uh, like if I'm on that side of the mountain and you shoot me with a shotgun it should blow me backwards not up and over Uh, Travers is watching all this go down. He kind of looks over and he's like, I told you to keep it quiet. <laughs> Travers is done. Um, he's kind of calling over to Qualen He's like, Listen, it's over. Like, we've lost. Um, Qualen is saying, You know, don't use my name. Travers is like I don't give a shit Eric Quagland
2: <laughs> Fucking douchebag
0: Yeah
3: Fucking Lost asshole. To a bunch
1: of Fucking mountain boys
0: Right And this
3: is after Stallone put the tracker On the rabbit
0: Oh yep Yep Yeah so Stallone finds uh, The third and final case Before anybody else He's Kind of Starts getting the money Puts a tracker On a rabbit And that's what Travers has Locked his signal Onto
3: like an it's just Elmer Fudding.
1: I should yeah. have been like a Wolverine. That's what I thought. I was like, should have been a Wolverine.
3: Are there Wolverines in Colorado, though?
1: I don't. yet yeah. I'm gonna. Thought
3: they were a Canadian.
1: I'm gonna gamble and say yeah.
3: Okay. We'll look
0: it up later. Yeah, mm-hmm. we haven't the time. Tweet us. Uh, So these FBI guys and Treasury, like the FBI and the Treasury, they're in helicopter. We kind of see them circling around. They've obviously picked up on the radio signal that Travers is broadcasting. Uh, Travers sees Gabe. He starts shooting at him, but Gabe runs off the side of the mountain and falls several feet. Jesse sees a rescue chopper and tries to start flagging it down, thinking it's Frank, but it's Quailin.
1: Burn. Uh,
0: <laughs> he pulls a gun on her, which, I don't know, you could try to run or, you know, just duck down maybe. You stupid but bastard. <laughs> Piece of shit. <laughs> uh, we cut over to Travers. He's kind of walking across the bridge. Gabe pops up and grabs him, uh, and, like, whenever he grabs him, Gabe falls down through a layer of ice into, like, a, a frozen over lake. Uh, Gabe's trying to get out. Travers can see him. Travers starts yelling, I won, Walker. But Gabe pulls out a gun and shoots Travers through the ice. Where did he get this gun?
1: Maybe uh, one of the goons, maybe? I don't know.
0: Hmm. I don't know. I rewound, like, a bunch of the movie. I was like, I do not know. Seems like if you had that gun, you know, if you're riding a man like a fucking sled down a mountain, you could just shoot him in the head at that point.
3: I thought, I, guess. I don't know why in my head I thought Hal shot him. Because Hal then
0: pulls him out. Right? Well, but Gabe shoots up through the ice. And, like, you can see the bullet holes Hmm. come through.
1: I didn't even think about that. Hmm.
0: All right. So, Gabe has a a magic gun that he gets (laughs) granted to him when he falls through that water.
1: Did he get it from what's her name? Jess?
0: I have no idea where he got the gun. Either way, Hal shows up and pulls Gabe from the ice. Uh, Quaylen calls over the radio. He's looking for Travers. Hal and Gabe report that he's dead, but Qualen, <laughs> uh he says he has Jesse and they're gonna they're gonna all meet up. Travers tells Gabe, uh, I must admit you're a real piece of work. And Gabe says, I must admit you're a real piece of shit. Classic.
3: Oh, when Stallone pulls him in, he jumps up and he pulls him underneath the bridge down.
0: Mm-hmm
3: uh Travers drops his gun. It falls into the lake. Uh, and that's so how he, he grabs gets,
0: it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Didn't Travers have like a bigger gun
1: though? They're all Desert Eagle 0.5s. <laughs> sure. I think they are.
0: All right. There's no way they're all rolling out with Desert Eagles. I think Quake has a...
3: Oh, okay, so I'm watching it right now. He drops his gun, but the dude's still on top of the ice. Travers gets his gun back, and he's following Stallone. Stallone's doing the crawl up underneath the ice. Stallone uses the fucking rock-climbing gun. That's what he uses to shoot up through it. That's why it's like a weird slow bullet that comes up and hits Travers.
0: What are you talking about, a rock-climbing gun?
3: the rigging gun that they use For
0: the that bolts? Stallone
3: uses. yeah. Oh, the... uh,
0: okay, okay.
3: Yeah.
1: That was the number one thing that rock yeah. climbers hated about this movie. <laughs>
3: what? Like that's cheating or something?
1: No, they just said that wouldn't work that way. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Uh, I don't remember
0: him getting a gun either, so I had to
3: pull this, this up and watch
1: wondering, it. Too. I was too. I like...
0: Jesse gets freed from the chopper. Quaylen approaches Gabe for the money. Uh, Gabe, he kind of just chucks the money into the blades of this helicopter. Uh, And he also is able to kind of hook a line up to it, um, which he attaches the other end to like a mountain ladder. Yeah. Now, do you guys think they should have got a... Pro like Landis to shoot some of this helicopter stuff. Ouch! I thought we would go. <laughs> poor, poor Vic Moreau. <laughs> I mean, you bring in the expert, right?
3: <laughs> Nobody gets you closer.
0: <laughs> you want to get some uh, some high tension in your helicopter shots, just yeah. let everybody know Landis is coming in.
3: <laughs> the. F- Was thinking about this this afternoon when I was watching it again in those opening sequences when Stallone's like stunt climber is going up the side and the helicopter is also coming up. I was thinking to myself like if I fell, I would kind of want that helicopter underneath me like just let me chop up real quick versus the 15 minutes of or 15 seconds of terror
0: falling down. Yeah, but do you think, like, right before you hit the blades, there would be a thought of, like, I could have, like, hit some tree limbs and survived it? No, I don't think I could have Ramboed that. I, I think you'd question it, at least, though, right before you hit those helicopter blades.
1: <laughs> no franchise picks, man. Come on.
0: All right, anyway, uh, Quailen and Gabe, they have... Uh, a uh, fight on the helicopter, so it kind of smashes into the side of the the rock. And it's just hanging there.
1: The mountain. Uh,
0: the, yeah, the mountain. I call it the rock because I'm fucking. I'm like a <laughs> Free I'm basically a, cl- a, rock a climber. Yeah, yep. I'm basically a climber at this point. So. Uh, well,
3: helicopter. this was your second time watching Cliffhanger, so.
0: Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Basically a pro. I'm going to go up to a climbing gym and start uh, talking about footholds and shit. Mm -hmm.
3: Don't worry, I brought my own gun.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Helicopter and the ladder fall. Uh, Gabe is able to grab on and kind of hold himself onto the mountain. Quaylen plunges to his death and the chopper explodes when it hits the ground. Uh, the FBI guys show up. He talks. He kind of calls over to Gabe, Hal, and Jesse on the radio. Uh, the FBI seems totally cool that Quaylen is dead. They basically say, "Set tight. I'll arrange a chopper for you." And the credits start rolling immediately. There wasn't enough room on that one. Like I guess not. There would probably uh, Stallone is you know pretty big for a rock climber so
1: i think i believe stallone's position more in daylight than i would cliffhanger
0: he is kind of the wrong body type i mean a rock climber should be they're like uh, three percent body fat i mean they're just bone and and gristle. <laughs> All right. Well, Dan,
3: do you got any, uh, trivia? Uh,
1: upon further research, gentlemen, uh, the rabbit scene and, uh, in the movie pissed the test audiences off. So Stallone paid for the reshoot to where the rabbit survives. Cause originally it got shot and killed Uh They did work on a Did have a sequel plan called The Dam Which was just die hard In a dam (sighs) God damn
0: A sequel to this
1: Yeah Same character as uh, Stallone was playing in this one Uh Chris
0: What if I come back but uh (laughs) We're not even on the mountain anymore
1: (laughs) Where else will I go
2: it's like a man made mountain, you know? <laughs> Christopher this Walken. This time I'm fighting a, a rock monster <laughs> on a man made mountain.
1: Christopher Walken. And
2: taking Jesse hostage, you know?
0: Ooh, these three guys are the human centipede in this movie. Huh? It'll take It'll take it takes
2: forever to cross that bridge, you know? Just take it get on a on boner and get across suit. it, you know? <laughs> yeah,
1: Christopher Walken was. Uh, cast as uh, Quailin, uh but he left before filming started I guess so that's when Lithgow stepped in Oh. released May 28 1993 a $70 million budget and $225 million worldwide so it was a banger
0: I mean uh, would you guys have rather seen Walken in the role?
1: yeah I think that would be no. kind of interesting
0: fuck that
3: Lyskow holds it down, I, dude. It might have been too goofy. Lyskow, like, gets to that goofiness just because it's, like, kind of lame. I think Walken would have leaned into it, and it would have been. Uh, now, you guys know he was uh, the bad guy in If You Do a Kill, right? Which is uh, yeah. Roger Moore's last Bond movie.
1: But, um, this isn't Bond. Uh, a lot of stuff out there on the uh, technical side, the shots and stuff like that. I think it holds a Guinness World or Guinness Book of World Records record, I guess. I don't know. For some, uh, some of the shots that he got. Um, our director here, Rennie, he did uh, shove himself out there on some of the uh, climbing rigs to prove that the equipment was suitable and safe. So he got into the mix as well. Uh Stallone was a is a avid golfer. He complained that his hands were super rough during this uh time period and supposedly the supermodels that he was dating were complaining as well. I don't know now, how true that one is.
0: Can't even swing a nine iron anymore.
1: But like I said, a lot of the, a lot of the other stuff is just technical uh Filming shit like that, so if you want to look it up, go ahead, by all means. I'll tell you yeah, what, well, women
2: don't like a sandpaper on a G-spot, you know what I'm saying?
1: <laughs> you just call me to clit hang All
0: right, let's move into everybody's favorite game. Break my box. You
1: sure? You sure you don't just want to... I'm run with that one. Rate right, my box. It. Uh it's,
3: it's
1: not a scratch off ticket. Just relax.
3: Cron, I'm gonna give you a four. Dan, I'm gonna give you a three point five.
1: Uh bones. I'm going four point five. Crowd, I'm going for
0: Bones for Dan three five.
3: Guys, this was the first R rated VHS movie that my parents let me pick out. <laughs> uh, I wanna say it was my eighth birthday, maybe? Like whenever this turned or this so this came out in May. So whenever it was on VHS, like in January or whatever. So I watched this movie while I put together a uh, Batman action figure set. It was a Batcave, like Wayne Manor thing that like opened up. So it was Wayne Manor on the front, and it was it opened up to a cave. And it came with a Bruce Wayne action figure and a Batman action figure. And you could put Bruce Wayne in this thing and hit a button, and he'd spin. And then he'd come out as Batman. So while I put that together, I watched Cliffhanger. Uh, this is right over the plate for me. This is a classic movie. I gotta give this... This is a four. This is a solid
0: four. I could just see you. get those action figures being like, My name's Bruce Wayne. My name's James Bond. I never thought we'd team up together.
3: <laughs> Let's go, yeah, those kill Harry good times. Potter. And now I'm here, defending said actions.
1: What a spoiled ass brat! Get a Bruce Wayne Manor toy and get to watch Cliffhanger.
3: Jeez. Yeah, what a what a little brat.
1: <laughs> brat.
3: You know what I yeah. didn't have was Rich a, f- a party. I didn't have any friends to invite to a pizza hut.
1: Well, that's
0: your own <clears> you know I get what you're saying, though, Dan. It's like, hey, you can watch whatever you want. doesn't matter if you're not of age to watch an R-rated movie. Exactly. You can pick out any toy you want from the store. Little Bones.
3: Oh, maybe it's not, uh, hey, you're... Uh, birthday and Christmas are so close together that this was probably a Christmas present that we just held onto and give it to you for your birthday. Um, and maybe it's also, uh, we don't, you're mostly raised by television and you've developed emotional intelligence to separate violence. Now, sex, you can't watch any sex, obviously, because you're an American child and we can't have that. But, will be good and goddamn if you don't watch this guy get impaled by a stalactite. I mean stalagmite. Learn your geography and physical science, little bones. Anyway, rewind the tape when you're done. Me and your dad are going to bed. That was my fucking eighth birthday, dude.
1: And don't forget to put on your headgear. Spoiled head
3: brat. Yeah, put your headgear on. <laughs> Dan, what'd you rate this fucker?
1: Uh gentlemen, this was a movie that when released upon v h s and you went to the video store this is the first time I remember like the stand ups like the huge ass fucking things, like its own bo- cardboard, yeah, like the like it its own the, rack, yeah, it had them like hanging off the cliff and like mm-hmm. it had the movies all there and shit I wonder how
3: they came up with that.
1: So, and like I said, it's it's been a while since I've seen it, and uh, it's just it's just great entertainment. So, yeah, I'm at a three point five on this one.
0: All right, guys, I watched uh, I watched Cliffhanger probably. I don't know, a year or two ago after I had discovered the incredible film that is Raising Cain and kind of went down a Lithgow wormhole. Um, And I mean, I think he's great in this movie. I honestly, I don't know what you guys are talking about. I think he does way better than Christopher Walken ever could have. Walken would have been a total prima donna on this set, would have been a... would have just been a fucking lump on a log, dude, not doing jack shit, so.
2: Damn.
0: Lithgow gets it done. He he gets you there under budget. And he's great. And Stallone is great. Um, I don't know. Like Dan was saying, this movie is just pure entertainment. Um, it's fun from start to finish. It's a 90s movie with all practical effects and all those effects look fucking good um yeah i don't know who could watch this and not have a good time it's a four out of five
1: it's gonna be a high one boys how are you not
0: a 4.5 how am I not a 4.5 yeah it's not a it's not I, a Batman movie Dan yeah I want I think real the answer
1: the
0: movie books I
3: I think the movie starts off with they're trying to be some emotional depth to Stallone but as it sort of progresses it, it sort of loses that um like they hinted it a little bit like when he's trying to catch you know he catches jesse and after that little like swing portion
1: it's not really mentioned again though
3: yeah yeah you know that kind of falls there's like there's there's sort of missing connective tissue pieces like uh the two guys like hey we got two heroes coming up after us and then it just cuts to them being given to Quaylen. you know there's not that like what the fuck sort of moment there's a few things that are sort of skipped now i do appreciate that they probably said well let's put our effort into scope and the entertaining action scenes and such but i mean i could say the same for you like why are you giving this only a 3.5 and not a four like what but that i because i thought for sure we were all going to be fours And I just I was like, you know what, history is Dan, you gotta lower a little bit. If the joke is you gotta raise me up a point five, Dan, you almost have to always bump down a point five.
1: It's not a joke, it's fact. Except for tonight. Because it didn't work. And I lost Uh, again.
0: All right, guys, cliffhanger would have an average score from us of three point eight three. It would be number four on the big list of films. It would be right under Apocalypto at number three and right above Batman Forever at number five. And guys, I guess you fine know with that you know this movie had to have high ratings because Bones gave Batman Forever a five point five out of five. Check the tape, motherfucker. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, gentlemen, I failed to mention that the Letterboxd user rating for Cliffhanger at this time of this review is a three point one. So we are way above that.
0: Yeah, we smart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we know what a good movie is. Yeah.
3: All right, I rate my Letterboxd scores. Dan got a one point five. Karan, you and I tied with a 2.
0: Uh, at the end of this round, Bones would have a 15.5. I would have a 13.5, and Dan would have 12.5. Two movies left to go before we're at another Rewind episode. Mm-hmm. Back. All right, that's it. Uh, that was Cliffhanger. <laughs> 1993 from Rennie Harlan. When we come back from the After Shower segment, Bones is going to let us know what Arnold Schwarzenegger movie we're going to be watching.
3: Yep. Hey, well, I'll also give us a little update on our, uh, our giveaway that's going on right now. Answer some questions and clear some things up for all the people that are... Uh, following up
0: on that Ooh, so keep your ears peeled and make sure you set through the mm-hmm. 20 seconds of audio you're you're about <laughs> to hear cool all right guys uh crash and bird crash and burn
1: you should see me bake a cake
3: this is the five day rentals after show cron thanks for uh taking us through cliffhanger there you got it buddy all right uh we are smack dab in the middle of the big three but not the three you want i get to reveal the arnold movie we watch next guys do you want to reveal your guesses oh, yeah. of what movie i was going to pick
1: oh yeah yeah
3: We got a total recall from Cron Howard there, Dan. What do you got? Bones pick. End of days, nineteen ninety nine. So we got a Paul Verhoeven. I mean, it's I Paul mean, Verhoeven. Yeah, we're we've already we're already too deep in 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 PV there, and Dan, you know I love me. Anytime a guy goes up against our Lord and Satan. Um, uh, I had mentioned about, I was trying to like sort of rank all of these movies, right? From each of these guys and take it away out the franchise ones. Those are up at, sort of at the top. Like what are the tiers of these guys movies, right? And I was going on fuck. It, we're watching running man.
1: Yeah, that was my fucking second pick.
3: Well, my second pick was Twins. I don't need to go on and on. That was my third pick. We're doing running, man. I think if you were to sort of lay these out and see what the tiers are and and, and, and like what sort of connects to that, I think Cliffhanger, I think the next step is running, man. So we get early Arnold. We also get some we also get a helicopter pilot. We get some weird ass sci-fi. Made on the cheap. We also get a Bond villain in there helping him out. <laughs> we get some Jesse the Body Ventura. It's great. Again. Oh yeah. Did you watch uh, that Theo Vaughn interview?
1: yeah that's like uh ten minutes of it.
3: did you make it to the <laughs> no, I didn't the store uh, where he's talking about going to Russia and meeting uh Putin i don't
1: I don't think he was there yet yeah
0: it's gonna bite him in the ass <laughs> yeah so we know but, that's what you get for talking for three hours nonstop mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> so yeah. Uh, You guys are not wrong. These are definitely movies that we will cover and I will probably select. One of you may have actually picked a movie that is literally on a list that I'm staring at right now. But, yeah, we're going to do The Running Man. Simple. It's streaming right now on HBO Max.
1: And I've almost watched it a few times.
3: Uh, Well, now you got a good excuse, buddy. And it flies, too. I watched it last week just to just to make sure. Um, so we're currently in the uh, the middle of a giveaway right now, fellas. Um, so this this when this episode drops, we'll have two days left of when we declared the deadline to be. Uh, as of this record, not a single person has entered themselves into the giveaway. So I would say, if you're listening to this, you don't have to do anything. Just DM uh, at Sunset Limited. That's Laundry Dan on uh, on Twitter or myself. I I watch the Five Day Rentals Pod Twitter. So fuck it. Uh, it's pretty sad, but it's also very funny.
1: <laughs> or on Instagram, hit us up.
3: <laughs> yeah. Maybe you're on one of the message boards that uh, I frequent and try to promote on. Again, it's kind of funny. It reminds me of when I was in elementary school and I was an Easter egg hunt. And I noticed that one of the more developmentally less abled kids didn't have any eggs in his basket. And I felt immediately bad about this. And instead of giving some of my eggs to this person, I thought, well, it makes more sense if I just dump out my eggs. And I also just finish last with the kid. Um, and my grandmother berated me the whole way home uh, about that's not what winners do and you're not going to get ahead. So, uh,
1: But she doesn't have a movie podcast, does she? No. Yeah. And she
3: doesn't, She's not sitting on a bunch of posters that are just sitting in a dining room.
0: And then I stole that kid's lunch every day for a year. <laughs> you made my grandma yell at me. Watched him wither away.
3: <laughs> uh, all right. So, yeah, come back next week. We're going to do The Running Man. The week after that, we'll do a, a Bruce Willis pick that Dan will unveil. And then we got a review show. Yeah. And maybe, who knows, maybe we don't even come back. I think there's been some, some hints. Maybe we just call it a year.
1: <laughs> Kurt Cobain it, baby.
3: Yeah, we just do a... Yeah, a, we, a
0: Gus
1: Van <laughs> Sant. last
3: One and done this, baby. Uh, all right. Let's get the fuck out of here. Uh, for Cron Howard, and Laundry Dan, I'm Bones. Guys, crash and
1: burn. Crash and burn.
0: Buddies forever. <laughs>
3: I kind of just wanted 10 minutes of you guys talking shit about me. That would (laughs) have (laughs) been...